Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Now, I don't know about you, but this morning I am so just overwhelmed with gratitude of our wonderful Saviour, like Carissa read this morning, who would willingly give his life so that you and I could come into relationship with God. You know, when you read the story, you think, how, how could this actually be called Good Friday? You know, why wasn't it called Devastating Friday or Grief Friday or Disappointing Friday? Why did it all have to lead to this point of death and sacrifice and sorrow and pain, but you and I know that it wasn't the end of the story, that there was something else to come, that there was victory awaiting Jesus and victory awaiting you and I. And this morning, I only want to take about 10 minutes. I know it's tricky with children in the service, but we also want to give our children's ministry workers and team a time to be in the service with us this morning as well. And it's great to have our kids with us in church. It's not a burden. I know sometimes it's hard and it's frustrating, but it's never a burden to bring your children to the house of God, to have them by your side, celebrating and hearing the true meaning of Easter. You know, yesterday we went to Ivy's Easter Hat Parade here at Mac and I was just so, I was telling Dan when I got home, I was so blessed. There was a student leader who did a prayer before the Easter hat parade. And I don't know who wrote the prayer. Did his teacher? Did his mum? Did he? I don't know. It didn't really matter. And he just stood there and, you know, we all prayed before the Easter hat parade. And he began, and as he began the story or the prayer, he just started with, he's not here. He's risen. And he just said it a few times over and over again. And I just thought, my goodness, this is so powerful. We've come to watch our kids parade with hats that mostly parents have made. Uh, If you saw some of them, you're like, there's no way a nine-year-old has made that. There's absolutely no way. And who has got time for that? Just, here's a hot glue gun. Poor Ivy burnt herself. I was like, there's the lesson of the hot glue gun. Just stick it on and away we go. But I just thought in that moment, how powerful to declare that he's risen and he is alive. And I know it's Good Friday and I know we we focus on the sacrifice of the cross and we will this morning. But there is always hope when we fix our eyes on Jesus. It might be dark today, spiritually, emotionally, physically for you. But there is always a light. There is always hope. And there is always joy when we fix our eyes on Jesus. And I want to preach this morning that it's all about him. And that's the title of my message, that it's all about Jesus. It's all about the man that was hung on that middle cross in the centre of those two thieves. And I watched a clip this week by, actually born in Scotland, but has ministered in America most of his life. And he did this thing about the man on the middle cross, about, you know, hung between these two thieves And as they were there, and it's so bizarre that they're having a conversation. They're they're hung on a cross. You know, you'd be like, the agony would be so surreal. And Jesus is literally already half dead before he gets to that point of being crucified. 
because he has been beaten so severely that it's hard to even recognise who he is. You know, talk, the Bible talks about the leather whips with metal in them, catching the skin like you can't even begin to imagine the pain and the suffering. But here he is engaging with the two thieves. It's like, this is a miracle in itself. And one thief is ridiculing Jesus and teasing him and mocking him. Oh, you say you're the son of man. It's a bit embarrassing that now you're here and you're dying and, you know, you can't even get yourself off the cross. And the other thief on the other side is like, do you have no fear of God? We are about to die. And he says to Jesus, you know, Jesus, will you take me with you when we all die? Can I enter into paradise with you? And Jesus right then and there forgives him and allows him to enter into everlasting life. And as I was watching the clip, the, this guy Alastair, he says, can you imagine the conversation when this thief entered heaven and the angels are confused? What, you didn't go to Bible study? I don't even know what a Bible study is. Ah, oh. but you were a thief, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I'm a criminal. I don't really know how I've gotten myself here. Oh, so you didn't pray a special prayer in church? No, didn't do anything like that. And so the angel goes and says, I'll have to speak to my supervisor. I'm not too sure why you're here or what's happened. So another supervisor comes and the angel supervisor and says, oh, do you know this theology, that theology and all the rest of it? And the thief goes, I know none of it. All I know is that the man on the middle cross said I could come. And that is the most powerful, powerful story. It's all about him. The thief did nothing to earn his place that day. Absolutely nothing. It was all purchased for him because of Jesus, because of his sacrifice. All the man had to do was say, Jesus, will you accept me? Will you take me with you today? And I'm so glad that it's dependent upon him and not dependent on me. Because in myself, in my own strength, I've tried to do things my own way. And like the rest of you, we've all had seasons of, of rebellion where we haven't wanted to walk in relationship with Christ. We've wanted to do things our own ways, make our own rules, create our own path within this world. But I don't know about you, but it hasn't led to good places for me. So I am grateful that it's dependent upon him and not about me. You know, I'm, I'm unlikely to sacrifice a hot chip from my plate, <laughs> let alone my life for somebody else. Who, who likes sharing food if you go out? Who are the food sharers? Who's like, I want to order my own thing. Don't touch it. Don't breathe on it. Don't look at it. If you have regret about what you've ordered, that's not my problem. That's your problem. I'm the kind of person, I will look up the menu before I go. If it's a restaurant I've already been to, I will order the same thing pretty much every time I go because I don't want to be disappointed when it arrives and I go, oh, I'm not interested in eating that. That's a bit mushy or spicy or something. I just want my plain food, thank you. So I'm not really one to sacrifice and to share. So again, I'm, I am grateful that it's not up to me. But I'm grateful for a saviour who willingly and lovingly sacrificed his life. Even when I was dead in sin, even when he knew at times I would turn my back on him. See you, bud. 
that there was one who took all of humanity's sin upon himself. If the cross, the physical cross was not crushing enough, your sin and my sin, your sickness and my sickness, all of humanity's weight and despair and struggle and sin came upon him. The one who knew no sin became sin so that you and I could be saved and forgiven and set free and healed and made righteous. He gave it all. It was all because of him that you and I have any hope in this life at all. He gave it all so that you and I could receive receive things that cannot be measured. Some things we can talk about, we'll talk about here today, but there are things that only our souls, I believe, will actually recognise the magnitude of what's taken place. That I lived in utter darkness in my soul before I encountered Jesus. And then one day when I met him, all the light came on, the darkness vanished and I saw him and I recognised my need for him. You know, the Bible speaks about what we have received because of Jesus. In 1 Timothy 2, 5 to 6, it says, There is one God and one media who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. And this verse talks about two things, reconciliation and freedom. There wasn't a way that you and I could have entered relationship with God, our Heavenly Father. Our sins separated us from Him and there needed to be a sacrifice. And God knew that it had to be Jesus, that there was nothing else that would cut it. There was nothing else that would do but the life of His one and only Son. And as Jesus hung upon that cross, you know, this little clip showed us or illustrated to us about the veil tearing where at one time only the priests could go behind to encounter God and everybody else had to sit on the other side. But as Jesus died upon that cross, that veil was torn in half and access to God was made unlimited. Now we didn't need to go through a high priest. Now we didn't need a mediator, a human one between us and God to say, God, here are my sins, will you forgive me? Now we ourselves had full access to God that was not there before the cross. And as that veil tore, Jesus paid the price so that you and I could know God the Father. And is there there anything greater in this life than to know a heavenly Father who was willing to give up his son so that you and I could come into relationship with him? It says he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. And whoever the son sets free is free indeed. I want to tell you, May, that is good news on Good Friday, that his blood has set you free from every sin, from every ounce of despair, from every sickness, from everything that you could carry within yourself, every broken piece of your life and your story that you could gather up and lay at the foot of the cross. He bled and died so that you could be free. Now, John 3.16 says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not, have, will not perish but have eternal life. 
And this is another thing that Jesus so wonderfully, full of mercy and glory, paid for us. That one day when our physical life is over, our shell may die, but our spirit will go to heaven. And if you've ever lost a loved one, the hope that they are in eternal glory with the Father is a hope that anchors your soul and brings comfort to your heart to know that Jesus made a way that you and I would say goodbye to a physical body but be reunited in heaven with God and Jesus seated at his right hand, that we could live there in eternity with him forever. What a wonderful thing that he purchased for us. In this scripture, Brooke actually read this out this morning, Isaiah 53, 3 to 6. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. You know, if you've ever had the deepest of grief, be reassured this morning that your Saviour knows. He too was a man acquainted with the deepest of grief. His grief and anguish and agony about the cross was so real that before he died, he was sweating blood. He was so overcome in a way that we can't understand with the weight of the cross, that he knew what it was to suffer and to feel grief. It says, we turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. And there's been so many times in my life where that has been true of me, that I have looked the other way, that we have despised him, that we've allowed our hearts to be rebellious against God. But despite that, and in knowing that, he still went to the cross. It says, yet it was our weakness he carried. And this morning I want to encourage you. If you've got weakness, we all do. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We've all got insecurities. We've all got failings. We all do. Your Saviour died to carry your weakness, to journey with you, to walk with you, that you wouldn't have to live this life on your own, that he would do it with you, carrying all of your weakness. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. If you've got sorrows in your heart today, there is a saviour that loves you. There is a saviour that cares about you. There is a saviour that took upon himself and allowed himself to be weighed down by every sorrow that you face now, that you've ever faced in the past or that you will ever face in the future. He carries our weakness and he takes upon himself all of our sorrows. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God. It was a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion he was crushed for our sins. If you're weighed down by sin this morning, this is why he died, to take upon himself all of your sin. It doesn't matter what it is, how big or small you deem that it might be. Come to him today. Come to him every single day. You know, this is such a special day on the Christian calendar, a really unique, sacred day for you and I as Christian believers. And the world might be in bed still, enjoying their public holiday and eating hot crust buns 
And that's okay because they haven't had a revelation yet of their need of our Saviour. But you and I have had that revelation. Our eyes have been opened to see him. So this should be a sacred day every day within our hearts. And we come and we lay down our sins at the foot of the cross. And in faith, we believe that he has made us righteous, that his blood has washed us clean, whiter than snow, that he has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. That is how far he has removed them and he remembers them no more. So today, believe that you are free. If he remembers them no more, why are we holding on to them? Why are we clinging on to them? Why are we allowing them to be embedded so deeply within our souls? So today, open your heart and accept forgiveness. Accept the cleansing. Accept that your sins have been removed. Because he was beaten so you could be whole. You don't need to be broken anymore. All those pieces, the broken pieces of your life and your story, there is one who can mend them. You know, I was talking to a friend this week at where I work at school and we're talking about our, our trip that's coming up and she was saying, oh, are you scared of flying? I said, no, I don't enjoy it, but I'm not afraid of it. I just prefer to be out and about in fresh air, not in everyone's recycled breath and all the rest of it, eating plain food. And um, I said, at the end of the day, I just trust that God has my... She was saying she's afraid of flying and whatever... I was saying, I just, at the end of the day, I just trust that my whole life is in his hands. And she, not a believer, was like, oh my, it must be so liberating to have that feeling of faith. And I said, it is. And, I, and a, a person who was also at the table, had, who was one, one time a Christian, was saying, oh, I miss that. And I said, you can still have it. It's not something that you can't ever have. You can still return. And I said, you know what, it's not something, and because I was saying, how do you get to that point? How do you get to the point where you can go, I trust God with my whole life? And I said, for me, it's a constant coming back to him, a constant surrender of my life and my ambition and my plans and my dreams, just surrendering all again at the foot of the cross and reminding myself, I, I said to them, He has proven himself so faithful time and time and time and time and time and time again in my life. So I've got a track record with him that now when something comes up in my life that might cause me emotional distress and all the rest and worry and fear, at the end of the day I can still come back and say, God, you've proven yourself time and time again. And I love you because you've made me whole. You were willing to become crushed so that I could become a whole person. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. You know, the last thing I want to talk about this morning... When we think about it, it's all about Jesus. It's all about the cross. I want to remind you and I this morning that Jesus also said something else about the cross. He said to his disciples, if anyone would follow me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross 
And that's the, that's a bit of, that's the harder message of good. It's easy to go, Jesus did it all. I'm free, I'm whole, I'm righteous, I'm forgiven. And that is true. But with his cross comes a cross of our own, that we would lay down our lives just like he did. He laid down his life for us. And it might not be a physical laying down, but it's a laying down of our hearts, of our lives, saying, Lord, I want to do it your way. My rebellion, I give it away. The way I want to live, I lay it down for the instruction and the guidance of your word. And I pick up my cross, whatever might come, whatever that might be, because I know that you're building in me strong character. And I know that the reward of following you far outweighs any life that I could live on this earth. And I want to tell you this morning that it's not always easy being a Christian. You know, maybe you're here this morning for the first time and you're like, yes, I'm into the cross, the healing, the wholeness. Yes, that is for you. Anybody who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. And that's all you need to do this morning, to call on his name and accept his sacrifice. But it would be remiss of me to tell you that it's an easy journey. But the reward but the hope, but the peace, but the joy, the forgiveness, the love that you encounter by laying down your own life. You know, I was talking to these guys at at work this week and saying, I've just discovered that the plans that he has for me far exceed any plan that I could ever have for my life. And this morning that's true for you. The plans that he has for you are to give you a hope and a future. His only desire is to prosper you and never to harm you. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.